everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I am very excited to have um, Mrs. Linda Jensen, who happens to be married to Mr. Jensen, who I just interviewed, um, and she is a photographer, an artist, and she's a retired professor of art. So, um, Ms. Jensen, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Well, you're very welcome. It's an honor oh. for us to be here. Oh, I, I feel that it's honor to be speaking with you, and I really wish that I'd gotten to take one of your classes, oh, but, but I know some of my uh, fellow classmates from Armstrong, they had wonderful things to say about your photography class, but um, besides what I mentioned, could you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? Um, sure. I was born in, in Jackson, Mississippi. And I went to undergraduate school at the University of Mississippi in Oxford, Mississippi. And um, I, from day one, knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I can remember being a little girl, having a walk-in closet at my home, uh, in my bedroom. And I had little chairs lined up with dolls in them. And I had a blackboard. And I would go in there, close the door, because I was very introverted, and I would teach my dolls and write on the blackboard. And I think that was even before I was in first grade. So I knew I wanted to be a teacher from day one. And, uh, and I'm very proud to say, well, it was in 1915, so it was five years ago, that not, 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 excuse me, not 1915, oh, 2015. Okay. <laughs> um, I retired five years ago, and I taught a total number of 46 years. Um, and I was very lucky to have the opportunity to teach all different grade levels. Uh, I taught uh, 16 years in middle and high school, and then I taught 30 years at Armstrong, and that's where I, I retired from Armstrong. Um, let's see, what else? Anything else well, I thought? You know, um, I had talked to you previously about your teaching experience, and mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating. Um, you, um, could you mention a little bit more about your years teaching in the middle school and high school? Because I remember that story about that student you told me about, and I would love for you to share that. If that's okay. Oh, no, it's wonderful. Yeah. Yes, I had some very interesting experiences. Um, I was very, very lucky. And as I said, I was able to student teach in Memphis, Tennessee. And when I did that, it was, uh, excuse me, uh, student teach in Memphis, yes. Uh, I did, and um, I was at a uh, a high school when I was student teaching, but I remember mentioning to the uh, vice uh, principal at that school, I said, I, I have enjoyed the student teaching so much in Memphis, I'm really going to apply as soon as I can, <laughs> as soon as this semester's over in my student teaching for a job here. And she said, well, that's absolutely wonderful. Because during uh, during the summer, I'm actually I worked at the board of education mm -hmm. in the hiring area, mm -hmm. 
And so she said, uh, I might be interviewing you uh, for, you know, for the job there or something. And so I said, oh, gosh, well, that's excellent. Thank you. Um, that had nothing to do with me getting the job, but I did get hired uh, to teach in a high school in Memphis that following year. So I was so very lucky to get a teaching job immediately having graduated from graduate school. Um, it was so exciting. And so um, that started literally my time in Memphis. Mm. And um, that is where I spent most of my 16 years in Middleton High School was in Memphis. Uh, I moved around a little bit, but not mm -hmm. much. I went back home. I, 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 what I decided mm -hmm. to do, I had a really good friend that was working on the uh, base in Germany. Uh, she was teaching uh, on a base in Germany, and she kept telling me, you've got to come visit me. You've got mm -hmm. to come visit me. So one summer, I decided to go visit her. And she had been telling me, you've got to apply for a job, but you've got to be willing to apply for a job over here in years in advance because mm -hmm. it's such a long waiting list. And she said, but you can come if you will um, during the summer and we can have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. And so I did go. And we traveled all over. Oh, oh my goodness. We went to Paris. We mm -hmm. went... So I saw every gallery I had ever wanted to see in my life. We went to the Vatican. Oh my goodness, it was just incredible, all the experiences. Oh, yes, and we did take her car, and she had me driving on the Autobahn, which doesn't have, you can go any speed you want to. Oh, that was scary. But anyway, that was very exciting. But I did make the decision then I really wanted to go back uh -huh. to the United States. And so I did. And I continued teaching. I was very lucky to be able to get into uh, get a, you know, another job in teaching. Um, and it was great. Um, I did teach in uh, a number of schools that were not as as easy as I had wanted, but I also learned something so very, very incredible about students. Actually, it was one of the most difficult schools where I called. It was a middle school, uh, barely, barely in Tennessee. It was um, right there on the border of Mississippi and uh, Memphis, and but it was so incredible. It was in the country, and there was, it was just barren. Uh, the only thing that was really great about it is, is they had unbelievable scenes of huge barns and things mm -hmm. like that, which gave me a lot of, of, I take photographs of them and all of that, and that would inspire a lot of drawings. But it was still very barren. Um, the school where I taught was a middle school. There were nine separate buildings in this middle school, and it was not confined in any way. Mm -hmm. There was no fence around the school. Mm -hmm. The only thing within walking distance of the school was a housing project down the street, 
across the street from the house in Plunkett was a cemetery. Yes, we did go to the cemetery to bury one of our students one time, uh, unfortunately. Uh, in the other direction, probably a mile down the other side of the high, uh, other end of the highway, was um, a fire department. Mm -hmm. And literally, that was about all that was there. Um, I, I was excited about being there. I had some really, met some really wonderful people that were there that were teaching. Some of them, it was their, you know, they had not ever taught before and things like that. So it was wonderful experiences. But the, one of the things that really was disturbing is mm -hmm. that there was no intercom system. Mm -hmm. And having nine separate buildings, that was not mm -hmm. comfortable. Um, one of probably one of the more disturbing situations is one afternoon mm -hmm. in class, um, I had two, I don't know if it was two or three, but it was at least two grown men mm -hmm. in long overcoats walking to my classroom mm -hmm. unannounced, didn't knock on the door, and they were holding a quart beer bottle open, mm. walked around my entire classroom, mm. and they were kind of talking and, and laughing. Mm -hmm. And my students were terrified, mm. you could tell. Um, this was probably, a, it probably was a seventh, at most, eighth grade mm -hmm. class. It was very disturbing mm -hmm. to me because of the look on my students' faces. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. I'd never had that experience before, but all I did, and it was strictly just intuitive, mm -hmm. I remember just raising one of my hands, looking right at my students, and kind of went around the entire room trying to look at every one of them in the eye. Mm -hmm. And I let my hand down very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. And I, I almost felt like my students knew what I was trying mm -hmm. to say, and that was, stay seated, mm -hmm. be calm, mm -hmm. it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I was quite young at that time, mm -hmm. and uh, in my probably early to middle 20s, but they seemed to understand, mm -hmm. and I thought, mm -hmm. and sure enough, the men walked in and walked out of the building. The gentleman across the hall, the teacher across the hall was a gentleman. He immediately ran over to my room and he said, what? You're on. And I mm -hmm. said, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I said, and I told him what had happened. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can run to the principal, but he had a full classroom mm -hmm. as well. And I said, no, it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. When the class is over, I'll go tell him what happened. Mm -hmm. And so, he went back to he said, okay, but if you need anything, and I really learned a lot <laughs> from that experience, but I also knew that I could depend on him if we needed some, one of us could run over to the mm -hmm. principal's office and get help, but that was, uh, that was quite an interesting experience. The good news, one of my students 
that I taught in that school, mm-hmm. uh, I had in, I think it was 8th grade and ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I think I had him for two years. And his name is Lonnie Robinson. Mm-hmm. And he was probably one of the most talented students mm-hmm. I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, his major area was drawing. Mm-hmm. And painting, but drawing. Oh, the young man could draw mm-hmm. like unbelievable. Um, it was very interesting, too, is that after having him at two years there, mm-hmm. he, when he went to high school, he was able to go to what they called the arts school, high school. And it, oh, it wasn't a private school by any mm-hmm. means, but it was. It was really, you had to have some very strong recommendations to get into that mm-hmm. school. Um, and plus, you had to have good grades as well. And he, I was so thrilled when he was able to get into it. By that time, I had been working on my master's in art education, which gave me some priority mm-hmm. in selecting a job. And so, gee. I could follow Lonnie if I could get the job uh, to the arts school because that's where he was hoping to go. And so I did. And I was able to teach him 10th, and 11th, 10th 11th, and 12th grade. It was very exciting. Uh, in 10th grade, what we did when I was teaching at that school we would be able to go uh, to the arts. It was a college, a private college in uh, Memphis. And it was it was a beautiful, wonderful school. I was able to take uh, classes there mm. for free at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, it was, they were very generous to the art teachers. And I, I did do that. But what they would do on the weekends, and this was early on in his first semester mm-hmm. in high school, is, and I took him over there, they would invite big major universities mm-hmm. from around the United States. Mm-hmm. And they could, he, you know, the students could meet these people, make connections, and he did meet mm. several people and he was he was shy. Mm. He was, you know, very quiet young man, very talented. Mm. Uh, but he did make connections. These connections lasted all the way through high school. Uh, we would go every year back and see the people that he had met previously. Uh, so when he graduated from that high school, he which was just amazing. He got four scholarship offers. It was so interesting being from Savannah. One was from Scale. At that time, it was a very new school, and we didn't know anything about it. I mean, had never heard of it before, and it was just getting started, literally, in Savannah. Um, It was very exciting. So he got an offer there. He got an offer for the Center for Creative Studies in Detroit. 
he did get an offer from scholarship from a, a good, very good school in Memphis. Uh, it was a private school, excellent mm -hmm. private school. And then, um, let's see, December 5th is what it is, the one in Memphis. Oh, the School of the Artist of Theater Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, so what he decided on was to go to the School of the Artist of Theater Chicago. And so uh, he and I stayed in touch for quite a while. Uh, I have a story about his wife calling me one day and asking if I was Linda Gibson. And I said, oh, no, I'm Linda Jensen. Mm -hmm. I said, but I was Linda Gibson Jensen. I'm Linda Gibson Jensen. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, my, I'm married to Lonnie Robinson, and I know you haven't you know, talked to him in a long time, but would it be okay if maybe I called, called you sometime? His birthday's coming up. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, my goodness, yes, I would just love it, love it. And so she did, and she said, um, you know, she called me, and she told me who she was, of course, and I recognized her voice, and she said, I'm on the phone with the mother for Lonnie. And I, hear, I heard her say, Lonnie, there's somebody on the phone that wants to speak to you. And I got the phone, and I said, Lonnie, this is Miss Gibson. This was his 36th birthday. Mm -hmm. And he was crying like a baby on the phone. It was so sweet. I was so, so proud of him. I was able to tell him how proud I was the whole time. And so that to me just, you know, I knew that, that I loved teaching. There was no question I would continue to do that on my own. I'm sorry I took so much time. No, that's amazing because I think that, uh, you know, that those connections that you make, those relationships that you build over time as a teacher, it's amazing when you see students who accomplish so much. And because you saw the background that you came from and you overcame those things, I think that's really inspiring. Well, it certainly was for me. And, uh, oh, I just, I've got, so much respect for the young man. And the thing is, yeah. I did, and still do, for those students. Mm -hmm. I mean, they overcame so much. And what I'm talking about is, yeah, when those men walked in my classroom, I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any, any class where we talked about that. Exactly. Not really. And being a teacher. Any, no. Yeah, in no. art education, they don't really cover no, that one. they don't cover that one. And so... I, it was just intuitive. You just, I had taught, you know, previously. It wasn't yeah. my first experience teaching. Sure. But thank goodness I just kind of knew I've got to keep these kids safe. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do? And I just knew, I just looked them out of eye, wanted them to know I was there for them. you're transitioning to go and get your um, uh, your Master of Fine Arts. Like, what prompted you? Because you could have stayed and continued on with your, you know, because oh, you already no. had your Master's. What was, what kind of made you realize that, oh, I, I kind of really want to delve into my art practice further? And... Well, no, I continued. 
I taught oh, you were doing both. Really? I was doing both. Oh my gosh, that's oh, a yeah. lot. That really well, is a lot. Well, I did not this. This made me realize okay. how important my career, oh, which okay. was inspired by a lot of women. Okay. Now I'm at a very you know different generation than you are, and um, it was so interesting to yeah. me because. So many of my women professors okay. were not married. And what that meant was they were so involved in their career mm -hmm. and teaching that it, I won't say came first, mm -hmm. but it was, they worked really hard at it. And to be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. my master's in art education mm -hmm. was literally a lot more difficult, oh, oh yes, okay. than the MFA, okay. which is a terminal degree in studio mm -hmm. art. Um, and so I, I had a wonderful MFA experience, mm -hmm. wonderful MFA experience, but I'm telling you, and, and the lady that was my lead professor mm -hmm. in my art education program, she was a single lady. Mm -hmm. And she was excellent. Mm -hmm. But she, yeah, we worked really, really hard. And I don't know, but like I said, it's so interesting. And as I continued to mm -hmm. teach, even when I came to Archcom, you'd be surprised how many mm -hmm. women were single mm -hmm. professors. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, they, they were giving it their all. And there were a number of them that after they taught for a while, you know, were, but when they were going through their degrees and, you know, building their career mm -hmm. and education, um, yeah, they, they stayed single for a long time. I mean, it was, I work with other people, and in a way, I guess maybe that was a little bit of a beginning. I mean, I loved it, but I did both of my graduate degrees. I got teaching full time during the day and summers. Really, that is no, no. Excuse me. I, I said teaching during the no full time during the school yes. year. Oh, I got and you. going to school. At night and, and during the summers, yes, just a lot. I I feel oh, yeah. like I mean I tried for a year just um with, uh, working as a teacher full time, mm -hmm. then taking my graduate classes online. I was doing some coaching as well, but it was just not coaching as well. Don't don't downgrade that. <laughs> it was just it was just a lot, and that amazes me that you're able to do that while maintaining a um, full time teaching job because I find it. Very, very difficult. I'm kind of one of those, it's like you said, that you kind of feel like you, like some of those women probably mm -hmm. made a choice, like I've mm -hmm. got to focus on this one thing because I want to do it at a certain level. Exactly. And um, I felt like I was, there's a, I, I just felt like it was really hard being pushed in a lot of different ways. I felt like my organization, just my energy level, that's amazing that you were able to do all that. And so when you did your MFA, 
Um, did you, what was your, your focus was photography? Yeah. Well, but that was and interesting. Um, I had always been interested in photography, but after I finished the master's, I still thought, well, what I thought to myself, okay, I went through that master's and I, I was teaching all during the day. Yeah. Um, I think I might just take a photography course, listen to this, for fun, because it was the first time it had been offered in the art department. Photography had always been offered in the journalism department at the University of Memphis. And so, oh goodness, I'll never forget that first photography course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. I had an excellent professor. There's no question. And I am so grateful that I stayed in the, in the class mm-hmm. because we went around the first mm-hmm. day of class and we had to introduce ourselves and tell why we were in the class. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Being an artist, you can understand this. And out, out my area was drawn and painting. Oh, okay. Before, prior prior okay. to the photography class. And so. When he came to me, I said, I told him who I was and what I did, that I was a teacher, and that um, my main area was drawing and painting. And what I really wanted to do, the reason I was in the photography class, is to learn, this was years ago, mm-hmm. to learn how to take good slides of my drawings and paintings. Mm-hmm. Well, he was very tall. And in fact, a number of people referred to him as looking like a very handsome Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, and I just remember him looking down on me and saying, well, you're in the wrong class. <laughs> and he said, this is final photography. I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> and I thought, then, okay, I'll have to drop this. I'm so sorry. All right, you know. And so anyway, he continued around the room and all. It was very interesting. And it was so interesting as well because after uh, we took a break and we went out, you know, and had a little break time out in the hall with all the students in the class. And they were all graduate students. And this one young man was so nice, so very nice. And he just started talking to me and, you know, uh, you excited about the class, and I said, well, you heard what he said, I really think I'll drop it. He said, oh, you can't drop it. I said, well, I don't even have the camera, and I did not. I had, I knew nothing about it, and so he was such a nice young man, and he, uh, he said, oh, I can lend you a camera, and then I can help you find one and buy a camera, and I said, oh, we don't need to do that. And he said, no, I really, really would like to stay in the class. You'll really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so, thank goodness, I actually did. Mm-hmm. And eventually found out that the young man that was so nice and helpful to me was um, freelancing with National Geographic. Oh, wow. Yes. And this was published oh. a number of times in it. And so, yes, and he is a very good photographer. Uh, So anyway, that was very helpful. And I did, and I was 
so very grateful I did stay in it because from that course on, mm -hmm. I just, I didn't intend to, but I just kept taking a class, maybe a class a semester. I mean, just kept taking it one after other. And then during the summers, I'd go, oh, goodness gracious, I think I can take one or two more or something, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was still teaching high school during the day. And before I knew it, I had enough hours, literally, for an MFA in photography. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And so, um, yeah, it was really amazing. And so I stayed with it and uh, absolutely, totally loved it. And that's when I decided, okay, I've got this degree. Mm -hmm. If I don't leave Memphis now and try to get maybe a college teaching position, then I'll never leave. I'll get too comfortable here, you know? And so that's when I started looking around for jobs. And they were very hard to even find positions available uh, because there were so many people applying for them. And um, I think my husband mentioned this in his yeah. talk, is he and I both applied at the same time. We had never met. Mm -hmm. uh, we had never heard of each other. Mm -hmm. And we applied uh, to this position at Armstrong and in Savannah, Georgia. It had been, it had two art, art professors. Mm -hmm. One of them had recently retired and the president, oh, we were so very lucky to have that president. Mm -hmm. And he was a great president. And he said at the time, I'm going to enlarge the art department. We're mm -hmm. going to have three. Mm -hmm. And so the professor that was in drawing and painting, of course, remained. They were so great that it was wonderful to work with. And then John Benson, who became my husband, and I took the other two positions. I was teaching art education, uh, and it was a good degree, a big degree there. That's so fascinating. Can I ask if uh -huh. it's too personal? How did y'all meet? Because <laughs> you two, you guys are well, such a okay, cute couple. Like, well, how did he, how did he well, win you over besides his charm? I mean, did you? Oh, <laughs> that was easy the first time we met. Uh, what was so interesting is Edie and John Schmidt. John was the professor teaching drawing and painting, mm -hmm. among many other things. Mm -hmm. And his wonderful wife, Edie, and they're mm -hmm. still just the sweetest people, thank goodness. Um, he's no longer teaching uh, at Armstrong either, but um, he retired. Mm -hmm. And they, John, when John came, I came during the summer okay. to find an apartment here. And so I was already established uh, in the apartment and everything. Um, but John came later, you know, maybe a few weeks before the semester started mm -hmm. or something. And he was staying with John Schmidt and Edie. And because um, they had a, quite a large house um, on Bolton Street, right across oh, okay. from Forsyth. Okay. And, um, they were just wonderful, and he was able to stay there for a while and rent uh, an apartment from them. 
And uh, literally, that's where I met him. It was a greenhouse donor. Okay, so you didn't meet like I had just assumed you all met from teaching classes no, no, at no. The, on campus. So no, I was no, thinking no. We, we actually met before the class, oh. classes even started. But it was, we just had so much in common, you know. Okay. I mean, literally, he didn't know one soul, mm -hmm. and I didn't know one soul from there. And um, I was living in Memphis, and mm -hmm. he was a, actually at that time from there, oh, going, coming from just anything that I did to school in Arizona. But um, he was from Wisconsin. I think that's so great that you both kind of at that same point had you're like, we're going to go and do this and just gonna apply for a job. So have you even visited Savannah when you applied or knew or anything like that? No. You just went ahead and did it? I just did it. Wow. Good. And then I came for the interview. Uh -huh. And I just fell in love with it. Oh, wonderful. So it worked out. You got the job. I got the job and he got the job. And mm -hmm. they were, oh, goodness. He's, he has said. I don't remember this, mm -hmm. but that they were like hundreds of, of people applying for those mm -hmm. positions. I mean, I can understand that. I'm not surprised, mm -hmm. but I have no idea. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we had, you know, goodness, I'd have to go back. And let me tell you what, I could, because I still have my grade books oh, wow. for every semester I taught 30 wow. years at Armstrong. Oh, my goodness. And organized. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you have to be. You know, you have to be as a school teacher. Mm -hmm. Yes, I was uh, overly organized. Mm -hmm. As I yeah. here, here is my, yeah. syllabus, my syllabus from intro oh, to wow. photography. And this is what. Oh, wow, that's great. You have your syllabus? I got my syllabus. Okay, that's always interesting to read other people's syllabuses, how they get their classes started. And, no, I'm, you know, I could. I mean, literally, I could owe all the stuff that you built, and it's like, it's I, amazing. We'll exchange okay. addresses before, so not to mail it to you. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. That's so generous of you. But I don't, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So how do you know these um, programs? Because there's been so many students that I've known who've taken your classes, and they just had wonderful things to say about the photography. So, what did you do? Um, like, your class culture, that's always something I'm fascinated because um, every, you do it differently, I'm sure, than your husband when you run a class, or maybe there are similarities, but... Well, there are a lot of similarities, okay. but... Okay. Um, goodness. Yep, my experiences, particularly in the middle schools that I taught in, were... Oh, I didn't tell you this, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. When I was teaching, my first experience in teaching, yeah. my first year to teach, uh -huh. I was teaching in a high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was over 3,000 students. It was wow. a middle school and a high school combined. I was teaching all high school at that time. I walked into my first class. I had just graduated from undergraduate school. Mm -hmm. I, was, I had just turned 22 years old. I went around the class, and I'll tell you what we did, because I kind of continued that same thing. Oh, okay, yes. I had each student introduce themselves mm -hmm. and tell me something about themselves, and I also had them always fill out a card, mm -hmm. and they had to write down their names, their addresses, um, who their guidance counselor was, all these things mm -hmm. that they could, you know, that I could do at that time. Um, 
and they to honestly if they work that working hours just mm-hmm. I wanted to know as much as I could about them mm-hmm. and then I don't know if I ever asked them for their ages I don't think I did but if they I said if you're married I'd like you to write down if you are or not and, and if you have children what are they mm-hmm. just, children? just anything if you're mm-hmm. comfortable giving me that information okay. I just like to know what I can and then I would have them go introduce each other as well. And if I knew that wasn't going to be well at that time, being so young myself, I didn't push it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, in that first class, I had too many 21 years old. My experience was one of them was the nicest young man. Mm-hmm. You got to know that really why it took him that long to be a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about that, once I you know, learned that from him, and he was so respectful in mm-hmm. everything of me, the other one kind of fell in step with him. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was just very, I was very good because mm-hmm. it didn't have to be that. It could not have been that way. They both could have been very difficult. Whew, that taught me a lot. I learned an awful lot there. But even that first year was good. Um, so. Yeah, because you're very calm. I get a sense of the energy there. Yeah, because you seem like you've been through a lot of different situations oh, yeah. and you always help things calm together. And I do feel like teachers who can have that kind of presence, even though you might not say anything, you might not even be in the room all the time. Because when you're teaching college students, but that still carries over because people oh, yeah. just get so used to a certain standard of how this is how the classroom runs. They know that. And when you go in my studio, you're yeah. going to see something, though it's still up on the wall in my oh, studio. Okay. My door. All right, what I did is, and this just kind of, I think it kind of came from being, having talked so long, yeah. and I would do it to kind of break things up. Yeah. And then to, to have respect in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Because every now and then, mm-hmm. even at Armstrong, you could have somebody that, you know, would like push it a little bit, you uh-huh. know. Maybe, huh? uh, so what would happen is, uh, what I did is I had to have name tags. Uh-huh. Not for every class, yeah, yeah. forever, but yeah, just I, I could have just funny name tags, cute yeah. little name tags. Uh-huh. You can find them at, you know, Walmart at the beginning of every school year, except this year. Uh, and I would just kind of just sometimes, like I said, to have them just put a name tag on. And I said, this helps me a lot. Just get to know y'all. And, and y'all get to know each other. Then, I also one time, and it got where this kind of went on and on sometime, and then I'd go for years without doing it, and then I'd go buy one again. But they had this little, um, it was just a little plaque, mm-hmm. and on it were little pencils, mm-hmm. and you could write something on the pencil. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it would hang, they had just a little hook, mm-hmm. and they'd be about six pencils. Okay. 
and there would be a little book, mm -hmm. and you would put the little pencil from the book, and it would just hang down from the black. Mm -hmm. And so what I did, and this is what you were to do, was to get like a sharpened marker and just write something on the pencil. Mm -hmm. And I would, it was like for girls, perhaps, well, that was for a girl, a girl student. If she needed to dismiss, oh, yeah. be dismissed, yeah. uh, even in, say, a middle of a lecture, mm -hmm. you had to go and get the oh. lady's pants. Yeah. But if the lady's pants was gone, then you would have to wait for the lady's pants mm -hmm. to come back. And there'd be no talking. And you wouldn't interrupt me okay. or anything. Yeah. Or another student if there yeah. wasn't. I had ladies' pants. Mm -hmm. Men's pants. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing. You didn't go out without the pants. Mm -hmm. Oh, I would stop you. Mm -hmm. And the whole class would see you. Mm -hmm. And you would, you know, and then the just for kind of fun, I would put on some of them coffee. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love coffee, uh -huh. so on their break, okay, some of them would take the pass. Mm -hmm. I'd always pay them for it, mm -hmm. but they would take the pass and bring Miss Jensen back a cup of coffee. Uh -huh. and they went, you know, you yeah. did that when you were a student. Uh, are you still a student? Well, I'm getting my master's. Oh, great. Okay. Well, you're, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> I'm doing online, so. Okay. Yeah. That's a little different. But anyway, and I would just do things like that, you know, and they weren't all silly or anything, mm -hmm. but it was to get across the male pants mm -hmm. and the female pants. Yeah. Because sometimes you would, they just like, leave. Well, no, you didn't leave the classroom. You didn't come in the classroom late. Mm -hmm. If you did, I, I wrote it down. You're not late for the class. If you are, then we'll talk about that. But you would get an excuse unless we discussed it. And all of that came out in the syllabus. I wrote down literally things. Okay, please, no food or drink in the dark room. Oh, yeah, that would get me oh, see. No, no, you do not do that. Um, and the chemicals, too. Oh, good. No. Oh, no. And it would be, I mean, I would go over all of that. Uh, prompt attendance is required. Three unexcused absences were, will result in final grade being lowered by one. Oh, yeah, that would definitely get some students motivated. Yes, if you're oh, yeah. sick and must be out of class, notify me by email, voicemail, or bring a doctor's excuse when you return. If you had those, then that was an excuse. Uh, attendance is taken at the beginning of each class. If you come in late mm -hmm. for any reason, you must notify me or you will be marked absent. Anyway, so it's all listed here. You know, and then there were the dark room rules, mm -hmm. all listed. And everybody got one mm -hmm. the first day of class. Mm -hmm. It's your responsibility to keep up with mm -hmm. it. Don't ask for another one. As you can see, mm -hmm. it's quite mm -hmm. And 
people knew right away what to expect from your classes. I think so. I hope so. Oh, yeah. I think so. And I apologize. I've been getting off on the question. So I want to, because I um, am so uh, fascinated because you've taught for so long. And you, you know, that's my fault because I was, because I'm fascinated with the teaching side, but there's also the artist side okay. that you had. And I feel like I got away from those questions okay. because I wanted to um, start with the question about when do you remember the first time you realized that you were an artist? Oh, okay. Yes. So I apologize. I want to get no, back to the art no, questions. No, no, I like that at all. You and I just might have to talk more later. I guess that's about true personal. about art education yes, and stuff. I'm happy to. I yeah. love it. So, okay. Uh, to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. when I was in first grade, well, I always liked art mm -hmm. because my grandmother, uh, I called her an artist, and mm -hmm. she was. And I don't know if you've ever seen any of it, but the elderly used to like paint on plates and things. Oh, yeah, oh, it's yeah, just yeah. gorgeous yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so she was a typical Mississippi mm -hmm. lady, and she uh, she did do that, and they were beautiful. Uh, I had an uncle who was, in fact, he was the youngest, my mother's youngest mm -hmm. brother, and he loved to paint, and he was excellent. Oh. It was not his career, okay. but I actually have one of his paintings, mm. and it's a painting of a horse. Mm. I fell in love with horses mm -hmm. early. Uh, I got my first horse when mm. I was in fifth grade. That had a lot to do with my love of horses uh, and of art because I love to draw horses. And like I said, my, my wonderful, excited, most excited um, techniques were drawing and painting. I just loved it. And um, I, I was lucky enough to have a horse in my background that my father would get me for Christmas one year. Well, my parents got me for Christmas. Oh, um, but what really did it was when I was in first grade, we mm -hmm. had an assignment. I, were, I still have a, I have a picture of my first grade class, oh. literally. Her name was Miss Pittman, okay. the teacher. And Miss Pittman gave us an assignment and she handed us a piece of paper. It was like kind of a thick piece of 8 by 10 mm -hmm. construction paper. And they were light colors, white or a light color. And she showed us how to take the piece of paper and fold it. And make, uh-oh, a cylinder out of it. Mm -hmm. But, and then she said, what I want you to do with the front of the cylinder is I want you to make it into a person. Mm -hmm. It can be a person with their body, mm -hmm. or it can be just their face. Mm -hmm. And then what we'll do, once you, you'll open the piece of paper back up, mm -hmm. and you will draw it, and then I'll come around with some tape, and mm -hmm. we'll tape it together. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay. Mm -hmm. And so I did it. Mm -hmm. When I finished mine, she said, Linda, 
I would like for you to take, I would like for you to go to the principal. Oh my goodness, I thought she was sending me to the principal because I had done something yeah. wrong or my, or my drawing <clears throat> was not good enough. Oh. I was so frightened. And so, and so I went to the principal and I told the secretary that Miss Pittman had sent me to the principal and I was to show her this drawing. I was so afraid I was on the street. And so she said, okay, I will tell the principal. And so the principal came out and she looked at it. And she smiled. And I went, <laughs> I was shocked. I really was so frightened. And I did not realize that Miss Pittman had sent me down. To show her that because she she thought it was very cool and wanted the principal to see it. And when I realized that, that just thrilled me. I was very frightened of that whole experience. But that made me realize it's okay I can draw. I mean, it's okay to draw. <laughs> Literally. And that had stayed with me for a long time. So, can you talk a little bit about what is currently your favorite type of art to make? Cause okay, gifts. Yeah. Um, and this is an example. Mm -hmm. All right, in photography, my back, back I'll, I'll get it and bring oh, it over okay. to you. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's my daughter. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to take that down. I It's gorgeous. All right, what it is uh -huh. is I have got in my bedroom, uh -huh. and I oftentimes would take yeah. them to class to show my students. Okay. I have got two pictures one of my mother, okay. one of my father, okay. and they're beautiful 8 by 10s They're black and white photographs that have been hand colored. All right, my mother was born in 1920. This is a photograph of her when she was about 20 years old. So it was done, the photograph is from about 1940. And it is the traditional hand-colored way of doing photography. Now, what they did do, and I have some of the original Marshall oils and tints. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're not from 1940, but oh, they're yeah, from they're the original. Okay. And um, this is what this I used here, mm. but I did, as you can see, mm. some additions and beadwork to it. Mm. And um, that came from being inspired by some, actually some photographers, and I will mm. mention some names okay. in a minute. But um, what I did, what, and then, okay. I didn't finish telling you this, but I also um, really, really like um, the colored pencil, mm -hmm. and I used uh, that to highlight some mm -hmm. of the background. But the oils are mm -hmm. what were used in the olden days. Mm -hmm. They, I, this was in Memphis, and I went to 
Facebook photography store and I asked if they had any martial oils. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, we don't have any martial oils. Mm -hmm. But we do have something called the tents by Marshall. The problem with those, they're like, it's like watercolor. But when you're doing the hand coloring and you plan to put like the pencil on it, then you really need not a slick surface like you normally would use for a black and white photograph, uh, but you would need a kind of a matte surface and so the uh the liquid tints and they look like watercolor in the little bottle with a little squeeze top literally okay and anyway they absorb immediately into the matte paper so once you put it down so what you have to do with the different colors is work them up layer by layer Wow, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But you can get the detail. Yes, beautiful. And then I I love the colored pencils. Um, And then the beadwork, I just started doing it. uh, There were a couple of photographers that did hand coloring. Mm -hmm. And one of the first ones was a lady named Judith Golden. Now, I had mentioned that I love drawing. Mm-hmm. I think probably the artist that was the most influential yeah. for me was Andrew Wyatt. Oh, I love his drawings. Don't you love yeah. his Oh, his drawings are so gorgeous. Yeah. And so that's, I love the, the drawings of his. Like that. There's so much detail in everything in them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are just that same. Uh, it just looks like on my drive. To Jeter Junior High School okay. out in the country, oh. passing those barns mm-hmm. and everything, and that was his subject matter. And so many photographs, I mean, not photographs, excuse me, uh, drawings of Andrew Watt. But anyway, so um, Judith Golden was really the one that kind of inspired me with the hand coloring because mm-hmm. she, she did hand coloring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's very interesting. Um, and I just went from there. Yeah. So what's, how do you get the beads to a, attach? Is it a certain kind of, are you, you know, it's so very neat and precise. Because <laughs> I know well, if, I, if I'm doing glue, it would be like, ugh, yeah, okay. everywhere. So to get those tiny it's little one, beads. Okay. It's actually what I use mm-hmm. to apply the beads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to take you in the studio because you won't believe it. I mean, mm-hmm. I use what's called, it's a ceramic tool, and if you were to look at it, it looks almost like an exacto knife. Literally. The blade is not as sharp as an exacto knife. You know, that's a razor blade. You know what it is. But it's it's that fine. It's a fine little point. And I apply, and then you won't believe this. The glue I use mm-hmm. is called Tacky Glue from Walmart. Oh, okay. I have got mm-hmm. a number of photographs that mm-hmm. are 40 years old, yeah. probably. I've used that stuff before. I okay. didn't realize it would last that long. It will last. Wow. I am not kidding. Um, I've got, okay, at least 
35 years, I will say, at least yeah. 35 years. Um, and it dries clear, mm -hmm. and it literally will last forever. It's unbelievable. And this is my, my daughter. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm still using it. Oh, that's great. For what I'm doing right now. It's a beautiful piece. And it, is that actually her real hair? A piece of her hair? No. Oh, is that no, the it's braided a little, hair? Yeah, what? Is that the braided? That it's, might be her real hair, to tell you I was the like, truth. God, oh, it that is. is such a great way to, like, you know. No, you know, I think remember it time. is. I believe that is Mary's actual hair. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah, I wish she were here. I'll show you a picture of her. Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful way to capture childhood. It yeah. feels so much I'm like when, you. Um, you know, when, when you're that age and you, you believe in all the possibilities. It's just very joyful. Good. It's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, so well, you're welcome for sharing that. And then, so you mentioned some of the artists that inspired you mm -hmm. um, and informed your own artwork. And then I believe we covered um, why you wanted to teach earlier on. You talked about being really young and wanting to teach from a very, very young yes. age. Uh, oh, well, in my generation, yes. you know, women were teachers, mm -hmm. secretaries, mm -hmm. or nurses, generally. And I don't know. I probably would have wanted to teach even if I had not come from that generation, but I'm so glad. I can't imagine doing anything else. And I've not been sorry for one minute having done it. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, no, I love it. And I miss my students. I miss them terribly. Because you, you've um, done, you know, as far as educating them, watching them grow, and literally from that. Yeah, I, and I, I want to show you Fiona's. I, I did I that love to see photograph that. of Fiona's okay. when she was at um, Armstrong. Um, yeah, it just, and probably you know more. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. that's something too that I'm interested, I was mm -hmm. always interested in doing family mm -hmm. photographs and students. Yeah. And if you do want to take a quick walk, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Back in there, um, yeah, you are going to be amazed at so many of your students, and you might recognize them. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I will. Uh -huh. Well, how do you stay motivated? Because you did so much. Because my next question is, mm -hmm. how do you stay motivated to keep working on all this when you were juggling so many different things? Because that blows me away that you're doing pieces like that and you're exploring with photography. You have a family, you are um, teaching sometimes, you know, that's, how did you do all that? <laughs> well, being married to an artist yeah. helps a lot. Really? Yeah, okay. I mean, because, you know. Did you guys motivate each other or kind of encourage oh, each yeah. other oh. along the way? Well, you know, get a little personal here, but, oh. uh, no, John is my best friend. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, and so we definitely, I do, mm -hmm. go to him for critiques. Mm -hmm. And I know he'll be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think he feels the same way. Mm -hmm. 
because he comes to me. And um and I'll be honest, I mean I mean, you know, and that has been very important. And and you'll see some work that I've done of him. Some photographs of him. Yeah. And so he's good about that. And having that supportive uh, spouse in yeah, you yeah. know your art journey because um, I was talking to another artist and he says it's, it makes a huge difference in your life if you have somebody who can support because it is kind yeah. of one of those weird things you're gonna be an artist or you're gonna oh, yeah. it, it's kind of like oh and so to have that support that's see, that's one thing that I've always been so grateful yeah. for uh-huh. because people might say why would you a photographer. I want to be a teacher, mm. and I. This is one thing too. Yeah. I've never wanted. I have been in a lot of shows. I can show you my. Oh sure. <laughs> As you know, being a wow. professor, you've got to be in them because you have to turn in what you've been in uh, at the end of every school year. Uh, you know. That I did not know. You well, totally knew. I did not oh, realize okay. that. Yeah. And That's so it. yeah, I've been. And a lot, uh, yeah. But I, and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, I was in many uh, organizations. Mm-hmm. SPE was one of the first ones that I joined, and um, it was wonderful. It was a great experience. It was um, centered in Amarillo, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I met a lot of friends uh, going there for the you know the meetings and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we would have shows. Mm-hmm. And then and I've been very lucky because it at the shows and everything mm-hmm. it's real easy instead of buying uh, work. A lot of them are willing to exchange work. Oh, that's wonderful! So I can show you some oh, of the photographs so from good. other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and some of them, I mean, like, I've got a, I've got a photograph of one of the uh, meetings there. Um, it's a huge photo. I mean, you know, it's a long mm-hmm. photograph, and a lot of people were, I mean, they're from all over the United States. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, one of them ended up being the author of like one of the biggest art history oh. textbooks, yeah, oh, which was very exciting mm-hmm. and to have met him. Everything, um, so that was yeah. I was very active in that. Now that was really probably more before the children mm-hmm. um, were born, but yeah. I mean, John and I, and I would go with John mm-hmm. to some of his conferences. Uh, this poor gentleman. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, particularly if they were interested in some of them. But uh, yeah. We did an awful lot of things together. It was, and it was. So I was wondering. So is um, are you still are you for current work that you're working on? Are you still exploring the photography and the beadwork? Well, or you know, kind of like change. Not as much uh-huh. as I was, and mm-hmm. since I retired, mm-hmm. and the reason is I do have a dark room here at oh, home. Oh, that is cool. It is, but um, disposing of the chemistry. Oh. You know, you have to be really careful uh, with that. And so there's, 
I don't even, maybe, maybe sulfur calories. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they do now. Might have a community dark room, but they're mm-hmm. very few and probably not now at all. That's which such a shame. And I, I feel like that's an art form that they should keep teaching. Like, I was surprised some of my fellow um, high school art teachers, they've been dismantling their dark rooms. I know that. See, and, that's. And I feel like. But, you know, you don't understand, like, well, like, we kind of, we don't really have to understand why the, the phone works and you snap the picture, but when you do the process of old school photography, A, it's still like magic. Like, it I still, is. I took a, uh, a black and white darkroom photo um, class, and I was just like, oh, it's like magic, the picture just showed up. But the thing is, you understand a little bit more of how the lights... Everything, the process yes. works together, even if it's in a digital format, and I think it helps you probably be a better photographer. I could be totally wrong. I totally agree with you. I totally, totally, totally agree with you. It, it's such a lost art. It will become a lost art form. Well, it keeps like. coming back. It does? Oh, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad to hear it that. It keeps coming back. Uh, now with the virus, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But uh, I haven't done, of course, as much at mm-hmm. home after. I did a good bit mm-hmm. when I first retired. Mm-hmm. Um, used up a lot of the chemistry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's harder to because they have to ship. Mm-hmm. Now Kodak did go under mm-hmm. out or um, out, but and I loved Kodak. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it. Um, but there are other. I mean, there's still good good papers and good films. But no, my phone, I really, I just, I mean, and I don't mean this in a bad way, and there's wonderful, wonderful digital photography out there, but it's not the same photography. Mm -hmm. And my phone, I just consider snapshots. Mm -hmm. Now, you saw this gorgeous picture that Mr. Jensen showed mm-hmm. you earlier. I saw him oh, showing yeah, you that. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But, um, and it's digital. Mm-hmm. But just for me, I, I don't get the same feeling mm-hmm. of when I use film. Mm-hmm. And it is literally magic to see that film come up, mm-hmm. that image to come up in that picture. That is still. Um, is and I recommend to some of my students that I've had that really love photography. I say try if you can take a black and white dark room okay. photo. You will love this. If you love this, mm-hmm. you will love this even more because there's something about the physicality of it. Yes. You just how you before there was Photoshop that you're doing these things that you know it just amazes me. And so that's that's amazing. You have your own uh, black and white uh, dark room at home. So I was wondering, is there anyone that you would want to thank that helped you during your art of journey? Um, because I always feel like uh, there are lots of mentors. There are just people that we run into that encourage oh, us and goodness. keep us going through our art um, path. And sometimes if you hadn't met that person, it might you, your outcome might have been different. So is there anybody? Well, you know, literally, and I've already yeah. mentioned her, yeah. probably one of the first people yeah. I would think of to thank, and it's it's kind of funny because you're talking about, when I think of my art, I think mm-hmm. literally of my photography. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miss Pittman, oh. that sent me to the principal's office, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, 
I was just, I don't know. I, I was mm. so, I was just immediately kind of frightened. And then, not that she was, she was never, you know, mean or anything mm. to anybody in the class, but I'm just, it just scared me so bad with Francois' office. Mm. Oh, goodness. You know, and, uh, yeah. And then for to get at the principal's office, and then the principal just smiled mm. when she saw it. I was just, you know, that was very important. Oh my goodness, I've had, I've been so lucky. I've had so many good. Oh, well, my professor and the mm-hmm. David Booth right now, I, I could probably think of it, but um, the professor that was my lead professor mm-hmm. in the art education program, Blank Schwartz. Oh. I just remembered her name, Blank okay. Schwartz. Okay. Um, she was an excellent teacher. She wasn't easy, mm. but she was an excellent teacher. I had so many good teachers. Uh, Larry McPherson in photography. Mm. Man, and he told it off it was. Mm-hmm. And I almost walked out. He's <laughs> the one that almost told you at the beginning when yeah, I asked yeah, you, oh my gosh. But so. he was, oh man, he, he was a wonderful professor. Um, mm. And his artwork is incredible. Mm. Um, but so many, I mean, uh, it was so hard to, well, my husband mm-hmm. uh, has inspired me and has helped me continue on. Um, students. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding, those kind of students. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's the way they would respond to the critiques and everything. Um, but also respectful, mm-hmm. and that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they respect your teaching ability, but they also, I think, respect your art ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so many students. I've been so lucky. I have been so lucky. And so many of my students have allowed me to photograph them. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait to see that. I see some of these pictures. Oh, and good. Oh, I can't wait to show you them. And and then, um, mm-hmm. oh, what's the most indispensable um, item in your studio that you can't live without? Oh, goodness, my mother. Is that in my list? Oh, well, of course. To say it, but maybe my glue and my oh, beads. Oh, no, yeah. no, because I love to do mixed media with uh-huh. the photographs. Yeah. Um, but of course, I think my camera, okay. my film camera, is one of them, and um, my my hand card supplies, mm. and literally my beads and my the things that I use. One of them, like I said, it's a ceramic tool, you wouldn't oh. believe it, uh, to apply the beads. Oh. And those are things that I just came up with myself. I mean, you know. Experimenting. Experimenting, yeah. I was Nikon. That was my first camera uh-huh. to really buy, was a Nikon. I mean, to continue to yes. buy, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I was very blessed with um, someone gave me. Uh, actually several Leica cameras uh-huh. 
And so, yes, I was I'm very blessed to have those, and I did use those. But um, my Nikon, probably mm -hmm. not. And I, I'm, even I went digital, I didn't go, mm -hmm. I won't say I went digital, I didn't. Okay. I had shot some digital. Mm -hmm. And I did have uh, a good camera for that, not just my phone. Sure. But um, but I have an icon film camera, mm -hmm. I guess, is less digital. Um, and then, I don't know, the digital, I just never had it. Put a whole lot of money into my digital camera. I've got mm -hmm. one good digital camera. Gotcha. Well, struggling. Uh -huh. My next question is about so, is there something that if you could go back and tell your younger self okay. that would probably help you out during your art journey that um, you wish you'd kind of known maybe as you were um, becoming an artist? Oh, okay. That was the um, what is something you wish I, I have it written down that you had known when you started your career? Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I had known how much I was going to love teaching. Oh, I, I, I kind of knew it, it, yeah, but yeah, I wish I had known how much my students. Mm -hmm. And my family were going to mean to me as my subjects. Oh, I've had so many wonderful experiences photographing, particularly my students. That can be really uncomfortable for mm -hmm. a student. Mm -hmm. And what I really like to do is, in fact, okay, behind the art department, you know, the photography yeah. and everything mm -hmm. is in the building. Um, Behind it, they cut down a whole lot of the woods and everything. Oh, I realize that. Oh, gosh, yes. But I used to take my students out in the woods mm -hmm. where they couldn't be around anybody else. Mm -hmm. And then they would go out. And we used to sit and talk for a while, you know? And I wanted them comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, that was, that's how I got some of those. Some of the best photographs I had. Oh. I do the same thing with my family members. Um, yeah. Particularly if, you know, like my son and my daughter, and mm -hmm. I felt like they were going to put their mother that was enough, you know, <laughs> the older they yes, got. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. No, no, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, um, and so the last question is, mm -hmm. at the very end of your life, you've made all the art that you've wanted and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence but three final truths, what would those truths be? Well, I actually wrote those down. Um, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. Your heart will lead you. And what I mean by that mm -hmm. is, if I hadn't, Followed my teaching and art dream. I can't imagine. I, I really can't imagine because it is. I just feel so grateful that I was able to do it. 
been particularly for as long as I did it. Mm -hmm. And how much those students still mean to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm still hearing from those some oh, of them. Oh, wonderful. That's great. Um, yeah, they really meant an awful lot to me. Um, and still do. Um, and then, of course, the family members and the mm -hmm. photographs about the family members. I can't wait to get it. Mm -hmm. And this was interesting. I won't name any names, but mm -hmm. I had this student quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because before I retired, and even since I retired, I still mm -hmm. would see them because they took a lot of ceramics. Mm -hmm. um, there was this, her, uh, it's her older brother, mm -hmm. and he recently died. Mm -hmm. And I talked to her. I was going to go to the memorial service. But then I decided that I really probably shouldn't because of the flowers. Mm -hmm. And um, I just hated that. But I hadn't talked to her since mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. She was a student, I think, at Armstrong. I never mm -hmm. ran into her. I, I had him in class. Um, but I don't know. She was so special to me. Mm -hmm. And then he was too. I, you probably know him. And, but I, I don't think we're talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, that was sick. Yeah, but it would have talked to her. That's just amazing. But uh, anyway, follow your dreams. Your heart will lead you. Um, patience. That's one thing that I've learned, I think, from teaching a lot is that I just had to be patient, a lot more patient than I ever thought I could be. Treat people the way you want to be treated. And I definitely learned that. I don't know if I have this kind of a long one, but I'll real quick with it. Did I bring up the teaching a bit? Um, I requested that position mm -hmm. to teach at the uh, school in Memphis mm -hmm. when I was teaching high school for the, it was for the students. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I already mentioned that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was kind of when that, that student said to the other student, you mm -hmm. don't talk to her that way she doesn't talk to us that way. Okay. That made me realize, goodness, that's must be where that, where the other yeah. people where you want to be treated came from. Yeah. And I've never had any thought of it that way. So I guess those are the three things that. That's all excellent advice, and thank you so much, um, Ms. Dyson, for. Um, talking with me and answering my questions, and um, I look forward to having everybody here and learn more about your guys' work as, as a Purdue as an artist, and uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to My Creative Life.